Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood. This. This is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. my mic and I'm going to sing. I hope everyone's watching on camera because I'm going to lip sync. singer's name again? I forgot. Has she done anything in the last 20 years? First time I cried to a Walter A song. And it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I 
I wanted a three minute thing and then our, our engineer Cisco, our, our location engineer Cisco made this and he said Michael Bolton tweeted us this week. I love him. I love him. How can you do just three minutes? You'd have to cut out so many good songs. He sent it to me and it was seven minutes. And I'm like, yep, we're doing it. Because I, you can't leave. I mean, what would you cut from this list? You can't cut anything. I should have freaked you out and learned this. <laughs> I've sung Josh Groban at a funeral and at a wedding. <laughs> yeah. It was the same event. <laughs> oh. Little Kenny G. Walter's bestie. G stands for God damn, that's some good hair. <laughs> you guys aren't even ready for what's about to come up And I wrote this list Best modern Christmas song, right? Ever It's amazing I, I What? Walter did this and he's in our studio? I might have to leave. I think my I can't I can't do this anymore. It's <laughs> so weird to sit like watching an anthology, like listening to an anthology when people are like crying. <laughs> I've never cried on our show before. <laughs> I have. And coming up, what you know, he won Grammys for. Unbelievable. That's a very, very short travel through uh, our guest today, Walter Afanasieff's uh, musical history. I am unbelievably honored that he's on the show today. Um, if you guys take a look at my personal Twitter, at Polly David, you'll see something that I made in kindergarten. And it's, it's, it's just this thing my mom found last year, and it says, when I grow up, I want to be a songwriter. In kindergarten, who says that? You want to be a fireman or a policeman? And she found it, and now I have it up just to remind me every day that no matter what I'm doing, I have to write lyrics because that's that's what I do, and like that's what I love. And um, I was sick one day, and I was watching uh, Hulu Plus, and I came across this show called Nail Files, 
and I was just, I was just like, I was like, this is fun, this is funny, and then Walter's on it, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so the star of Nail Files is Katie Cazorla, who was in our uh, studio a couple weeks ago with Angela Johnson. Um, she owns the Painted Nail, and Walter was on it, and I was like, this is so crazy. And then I started tweeting Angela and Katie, blah blah blah. They came in, and then Katie was, I was told Katie like I would love for Walter to come in, and she's like, okay, let's make it happen, and she did. So what? Thank you to her. I am very very. Very honored about that. And people always ask me who my favorite guests have been, and I kind of shy away from that question because everyone's good, but now I have an answer. In- so. Introduce yourself. What? Myself? Yeah. Oh, hi, I'm Polly David. Oh, <laughs> welcome to Polly and Monks. <laughs> Sorry, welcome to the Polly and Monks show. I am your host, Polly David. With me, as always, is my fiance, love of my life, person who pisses me off the most, and I piss him off the most too, Ed Marco, but you can call him Monks. Hey, Monks. My peeper thing is missing. It's oh, weird. Your, your filter? My filter. Can you tell everyone? I, have, I don't have a filter tonight. Oh. So yes. just don't do a lot of p- 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 If you uh, Can you tell everyone how, if they're just listening right now, how to watch live? Just click on the little TV icon. On toadhopnetwork.com. And uh, I, I want to get right to, I really just want to get right to our interview. We, I wanted to play all that music just to remind you guys of what a genius this man is. Um, just wanted to let you guys know just one thing. We are going to be emceeing Palm Springs Pride, November 2nd and 3rd with... Um, Special guest Berlin and Terry Nunn, who's the lead singer of Berlin, is coming in the studio on October 24th. She Two sings weeks from one, tonight. She sings The Metro, which is one of my favorite songs also. This is like, you know what? It's music month, right? Because we have Walter. We have Darren Hayes next week. Um, you know him best as the lead singer of Savage Garden, but he has an amazing uh, solo career as well. Uh, we have Terry Nunn coming in. We have Shoshana Bean who used to be on Broadway, and now she's an R&B singer. Amazing. We have Eden Espinosa coming in. She is unfreaking real Of course, you know her best from playing Elphaba in, in Wicked on Broadway and in Los Angeles. And the talent is just busting the from the seams. Just, I'm, it's unbelievable. But today we have one of my idols, uh, a man who has written countless, countless songs. I mean, you, what you guys heard is really just uh, scratches the surface of what he has done in his career, a magnificent career, and its he's still young. What? It's unstoppable. <laughs> oh, he's showing us he's his showing muscles. He's showing us his guns. Oh, we, wanna, we should show the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Walter Afanasiev. Yes! There's Hello, intro. Polly and Monks. Hello, Walter Afanasiev. Hello, Polly and Monks. <laughs> welcome, Walter. How? Thank you for doing the show. It says I'm supposed to say this in a funny way. Oh, in a funny <laughs> way. a funny way? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I liked it. Hello, that was great. Polly and Monks. Oh, that kind of sounded like Julia Child. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He does impressions, too. It's, yeah. yeah. Right. Not only does he write amazing songs, but he does impressions. Actually, my impressions are always telling the singers a particular line or something to sing. And I have to sound like they would sound. And so if anybody had ever filmed any of those and looped it, it would be the most disgusting singing. Can you give us a little Celine right now? I mean, I would tell her, you know, like, uh, with this tear, you know, <laughs> like you have to be sad or, or yeah. Luther or, you know, like all, all the great singers. It's embarrassing. I mean, the greatest singers in the world are there and you still have to tell them what to sing. You know? But and you're the person that makes them sound the way they do. Right? Shocking. I'm, Shocking. I want to tell you guys that the reason I'm wearing glasses is because I was so excited. I, I was like a kid on Christmas Eve. Like, I literally didn't get sleep. So, you guys <laughs> can see. I'll take them off. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> so, um, how does it feel to hear, like, all those songs? Well, you know, to be honest, it it feels almost, um, like, surreal. It's it, – I don't ever listen to my own music. No? You know, ever. 
That makes one of us. And and (laughs) it's actually so bad that anytime anyone anywhere ever asks me to play any song that I've ever had anything to do with, I don't know how to play it. Because yeah, it's really bad. I forget everything and I and you know, so can you imagine like for twenty or whatever years I've been asked a million times to play something. Yeah. And I'll always screw it up. You started, <laughs> you started pretty young, right? Yeah, I started really young, like yeah. 25. Because you still have like a lifetime ahead of you to make incredible music. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a different world. You know, it's just, it's not that same musical. Yeah. Anything, any, you know, you can do whatever you want. Music business, it's, it's very, very controlled. It's different. You know, it's very different. So you started out, I mean, one of the first things that you did was played keyboards on the uh, Whitney Houston's debut album. Yes. Were you were you in the studio when she was recording that? Uh, a lot of times we were in, not in the studio at the same time, but a lot of times when we were doing vocals, I would hang out. And, oh, my God. You know. There's a rumor, maybe you can confirm this, that yeah. they didn't use a lot of her vocals because she was so good that it was not, it, you couldn't sing along with it. No, that, no not true. Not true. Oh my no. God! So she. In fact, there's there there's um, you know nowadays you have auto tune. Yeah. Which is fundamentally the worst thing that's ever happened to music. Like completely, I remember there's there was this like hundred year old woman on, the Jay Leno show, and he right. asked her, "What are the what's the greatest invention in her lifetime of a hundred years?" And she goes, "The greatest thing ever is the microwave oven." And and then he asked her, what's the worst thing in your 100-year life? And she goes, the credit card. So if I I was 100, I would say the worst thing is auto-tune. Because it's literally taught people that you don't have to sing. You don't have to, you know, and even performing with with auto-tune is even worse. But um, Whitney had just as many problems with her singing as everybody because human beings just don't sing perfectly all the time you all don't. the time you can listen to radio today and you'll go oh no but everybody's singing perfectly sure. but that's because of autotune but back in those days we didn't have autotune so there was a lot of pretty bad vocals right back, but every in, the, take, back in those days the but 80s every take was i mean what they used were actual takes it yeah. was not an autotune no it, it was sweetened. it was very it was piecemealed but then we would have to laboriously you know go through and some pitching i even have to, i had to pitch luther vandross you know, sure like, that because makes sense it happens you know? i mean it happens you're not you're only human you know? i mean i really feel like arguably you've worked with um so many of the best singers in their prime pop singers you know what i mean like Oh God, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. I mean, Luther Vandross, yeah. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Tony did you, Braxton. When you did um, "Fall Again," yes. did you, were, was he in the studio? He did was. You? I, I I was in the studio for two and a half, maybe almost three days with Michael. And this is, mind you, the second time I was with Michael. So we had already worked together. So I'm in there for three days in a row, and it's just me, his engineer, and Michael's in the booth. And he had this uh, little system where he has his lyric and his camera facing him and his little monitor so he can watch himself. Oh. So kind of like we're doing right now. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're working and I'm, you know, I'm sitting there following the lyrics and he's singing and he's tapping the, the pencil on the music stand where his lyrics are. And he's like going and he's looking at my name because it says Fall Again, written by Robin Thicke and Walter A. And right. he's like going, Walter A, Walter A. I thought you were Master P like that. I <laughs> thought I was working with Master P. <laughs> I go, Michael, are you serious? He goes, yeah, I thought you were Master P. And he started laughing. That's hilarious. Because you guys engineer. look the same. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly the same. <laughs> like, you know, um, and yeah, he, he would 
say kooky things. Yeah. Pretty kooky stuff. Was he, I mean, how was he to work with? Just incredible. Consummate professional. He was just ever so pro. Yeah. Like always aware of every millisecond of everything. Oh my God. So. When did you know this was your, like music was your passion? When did that start for you? Um, I, I knew it when I was, um, I, I think I was five years old or six years old. And I, I'll never forget, I was on the uh, on the bed. And I used to rock on my bed when I was a little kid, you know, back and forth like this. So listening to the radio. So my parents moved to San Francisco from Brazil. And, and I was a child. And we were there. And I didn't know how to speak English or anything. So, And I remember they bought this white radio. And I landed on this top 40 station called KFRC in San Francisco. And the Beatles were playing. She Loves You. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Good. <laughs> <That was> good. <laughs> so, so I started listening to that. And I'm like a little kid rocking, and I, I, that was it. That was my moment was of like, this is what I want to do. Well, back then I wanted to be in the Beatles, but right. music. <laughs> and and so from there it just took off. And I, that was your. Epiphany. I have like the exact same story. Like 15 years, I went probably like 15 years younger than you. Like, so I it had, was Menudo, I not Fisher, the Beatles. No, I had a Fisher Price record player. Like out like record player, and I never bought toys. My mom was my. I never got toys. I always wanted albums and for and you know forty fives, and um, I just remember like, our younger listeners have no idea no what, idea you're what I'm about. talking about. <laughs> albums were Beer. this thing Fort, where they Colt put 45. music. Yeah, Colt forty five music on vinyl. Um, did have you worked with any artists that just like took your breath away? You were just dumbfounded yes. by their talent. Uh, I've cried uh, twice, like literally. In, in the studio when somebody sings it's usually you get there a certain way you know you're rehearsing the song you're not exactly on this you know a lot of artists come in not even knowing the song they, they're the laziest people in the really world. oh my oh, god and you wow. just sit there and you put your head in your hands and you just go are you kidding me <laughs> like I, I I worked with this um, one singer from England uh, that irritates me because so many people I mean I would die to be in a studio with Walter. Like, and she should know, or anyone should, not just you, but having the opportunity to do what you love, like, well, be excited. Yeah, but imagine an actor, you know, being hired for good money and you're yeah. going on, finally you're you're on, on the day of the shooting, you know, and you show up and you don't know a thing, not a line, not That's a word. unfathomable. You've That's never terrible. read the script. You don't know anything wow. about it. So, okay, so I'm guessing the artist from England, I won't say it out loud. Yeah. So he he only has like a week to sing twelve songs, and I only have that much time. And oh no, months and months earlier, send him all the songs. Sure. All the and here's the here's the thing: they were all Christmas songs. Oh. So you would think <laughs> at least he knew at least he knew half. Chris, no, he, hopefully he showed up and he was like, "Okay, what are we doing?" I'm like, "Your kid, uh, like, how does that go?" How, Oh what man! Are, can I have some lyrics? Joy like to the, the world, like, the Lord it is was come. So amazing, That's amazing awful. to me. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, so you've cried a couple times. The crying, the most profound feeling I ever had with a singer was with Yolanda Adams. Oh, she oh, sang amazing. a. I did a. I did an album from Ken, for Kenny G of duets, and one of the duets we did was Kenny and Yolanda singing, um, uh, "I Believe I Can Fly." Oh. And when she sang that one take, it just one take. I couldn't. I just started bawling. It was so good. Wow! It was just a master class in one take singing. 
Was, well, you can even see, like, yeah. she does awards. She's not, I mean, she's famous, but she's yeah. not hugely famous, and she is successful. And then you see her do, like, every award show, and yeah. she kills it. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing every time. So yeah. consistent, even now, like, even versus 20 years ago. So yeah. consistent. That's, and that's the someone nicest who, woman I've ever ever met. She really? Was really? Seriously, yeah. There's, well, there's second to Katie. There. Yeah, well, I mean, nicest <laughs> professional singer-artist I've been in the studio with. <laughs> yes. Uh, what was the, the second time? And the second time was with Barbara Streisand, believe it or not. It was Barbara Streisand. I believe it. And the thing is, um, I had written this song for Barbara, and I hadn't written... Uh, I wrote the music, and I had there was no lyrics yet. And so I invited my really good, dear friend lyricist, John Bettis, over to my house. And it was one of those things where... I gave him the melody, and he took it and took his headphones, and he went out to my garden somewhere. And I lost track of time, and it was basically 4 in the morning almost, a little after 4 in the morning. It was like 5 in the morning. And I'm going, oh, I wonder where John is. I totally <laughs> you know, dumped him. And so I started walking around looking for him, and here's the thing. He had just he had just lost his – I mean, his wife just left him like the day before. Oh, no. It was one of those things where he was – and. Here he it's is also sitting, the best time to write music. Right, Just so got to let you know. He was sitting in the garden <laughs> with his felt pen and, and the paper. And I'll never forget, I walked up to him, and just in one take of writing, he had written the lyrics to the song, and it was called Sweet Forgiveness. Wow. And wow. There, I remember his tear uh, marks on the page. Oh, my God. And, and the words those. were, you know, 4 a.m., another restless night, each weary word I write, a tear on the page. So... It was so overwhelming to me. And so later, cut to the future, and, and now I'm in the studio with Barbara. Yeah. And she sang th those lyrics, and I remember it. And she sang it so, like, she's an Oscar-winning actor, you know. She's, yeah. And it was amazing, and I started crying. It was just the, – and she also did it in one take. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you can get anything out of pain and hurt, it's seriously art, I think. Yeah. I write my best lyrics when I'm upset. So, like, I want you to temporarily break up with me sometimes so I can just write great That's music. super easy. That's, yeah. <laughs> no. Weird? Um, okay, so, like, I did go through this crazy breakup, and I, I was listening to a lot of Mariah Carey at the time because I felt like, wow, she, like, <laughs> she gets me. Um, and, of course, it wasn't just her. It was you. And... Uh, you know, the the majority of our fan questions um, revolve around Mariah and you because you were pivotal in her early success. I mean, pivotal. I, I, songs that... I get it. <laughs> I, I can't... I know. Yeah, you get it. But you, can't, I mean, you can't separate Well, first it. of all, I'm so, thank, so thankful. Um, but I want to try to answer most of everyone's questions, but I do want to talk about Mariah. So how did that all begin? And tell us about how that was at the time. It, well, it began as a pretty much a little bit of an accident. I was working for the producer who was producing Mariah's first part of her first album, Nard and Michael Walden. Who you and worked with on Whitney. On, on, on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I worked for, with him for I'm years. I'm your baby tonight. Yeah. And he's he's a, a master. I love him. Yeah. And, but what happened was is we were so overworking. We were trying to get her music done and trying to get – so he was doing her vocals while I was still doing the tracks and – so I was holed up in one studio, and she was with him at another studio. And it kind of happened where her future husband at the time, uh, Tommy Matola, was you know walking around, and he would ask a lot of questions. So he was he would uh, he asked the question, who who did all the music to to these songs? And everybody at the studio said, well, Narda has this guy Walter, who's you know the the music guy. Hmm. So he took notice of it. And later on, after we we had finished working on the the songs. 
that Mariah was doing with him, one of them included I Don't Want to Cry. Uh, my oh, favorite. Right? I, I, I'm going to tell you yeah. right now that my favorite Mariah Carey songs are yeah. songs that yeah. you've done. So I Don't Want to Cry was one of the particular songs that <sighs> fell into this little political crack that I didn't get production credit Ooh. or writing credit because, you know, it was Narda's gig and she was this new artist and he, you know. Anyway, it turns out that Tommy did take notice and Mariah took notice. So they said, you know, why don't we ask Walter if he would do like a real quick song for us? Because we decided to, they decided to put Love Takes Time oh, on the album yeah. after the album was done. Her second single. Yeah, her second her single. Her second single. So, they, so Tommy Matola called me up and he said, would you do this? We only have one day. And if you're as good as they say they are, you are, you're going to be able to do Huge it. Huge hit. And I said, sure. So I, I did this track real quick, and then I flew that night to New York, and the next day we did her vocal, and that night we mixed it. It was like two days of work. Did she Had she already written the lyrics? She and Bar Ben Margulies had written the, okay. the, the song already. And it was just a matter of producing it and recording it. So, a beautiful song. Do you, beautiful. Write, do you write lyrics as well? I, I sell them, but I've written, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a lyricist. I'm right. more of the composer. Sure. But And I really, really... I profoundly bow to great lyricists. Mm, thank you. That is a. It's like I don't get it. I cannot. I can't. That's understand so where weird that to me. Because yeah. to me, I'm like you're the genius well, behind it. Yeah, and yeah. to me, it's like oh, it's just twelve notes, and who cares? And <laughs> but I, I feel like you sleep. can write lyrics in it, ten minutes. No, it's. Just, that, it, but that's how you know you have a gift. If it comes easy to you and it's yeah. beautiful, then then yeah. you know you have that. But gift. see, the thing with lyrics is, you know, you have to know how to shape lyrics. To fit the community, the style, the, you know, the audience, the the, the particular sure, language, sure. you know, if it's going to be a country lyric or a rock lyric or you know a jazz. That's lyric. the same with the production though, and the, the composition, because yeah, if it true. doesn't fit the the genre, it doesn't make sense. It's true, but I, I'm really, really, really floored how there is. So, so Walter, first I want to jump in real quick. Uh, you were part of, you were pivotal in me deciding that Polly was the one. So yes, on our is. very, very first date. We, we, you know, we had a nice time. We were at Disneyland, of course, because that's what we do, you know, for, for first dates. So we go to Disneyland. We have an amazing time. He turns to me and he says, what's your favorite Mar Mariah Carey song? Well, I, and, we talked about other artists from Madonna first, I think. But, but so he <laughs> asked me, and you know what I said? I picked Music Box. Wow. And he started singing Music Box. Uh, uh, it's not boom. even a single, but Music Box, you know, it wasn't a released single. No, he starts no. singing Music Box, and I was like... This is it. I, Isn't that amazing? How, how, how? How does he know the lyrics to music? That's incredible. Oh, you didn't do that. Oh. Because I was going to play it at the end for us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, here the tears come up. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So just this opening is – I was in college. I was having a hard time. And then, you know, the music box number four on the album, I just – He's this is crying. not fair. Oh, it we're is. supposed to do that. But so thank you for helping seal, yeah, seal the deal here. Yeah, that was a big part of our first day. And when Walter came in the studio today, I have to tell everybody, he just said to me and Polly, I'm, uh, you're our first. He yeah. said to us, uh, you're our first. Very so first radio show. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to leave it dot, dot, dot and let everybody <laughs> fill in the blanks. So. We're also going to be his second and third, just so you know. <laughs> um, okay, so back to the Mariah stuff. Yeah. So then Emotions comes out. Yeah, or so, you work on emotions. Yeah, and so so after I did Love Takes Time, everybody felt that, you know, I'm a comfortable fit. Yeah. We were comfortable fit. You're worthy. Tommy, you know, suggested Mariah and I go write together, and she and I started writing, and we wrote a bunch of songs, and we, you know, just completely hit it off. And and then came album two, three, four, and five. You know, every time we, we, we worked, we 
magically wrote all these beautiful songs and uh, uh, amazing. So, I know, mean, beautiful a lot of songs. songs. And and of course, I wasn't the only one she was writing with. I mean, but usually I wrote like half of most of the album, and then somebody like Colin Clavillis or you know, <laughs> you mean from CNC Music yeah, Factory? CNC, <laughs> yeah, she was really, really she she loved certain you know producers, certain songwriters. So she kept uh, the the relationships going album after album, and yeah. that was really special of her. And I was lucky enough to have all those albums and all those songs I, i'm so blessed so we have a Ooh. you're so blessed that's oh. a song I you were <laughs> so we play have it. a very personal we show. can't let go of you at the we, end of the interview we Walter. have a very personal show we do a lot of uh you know we talk to a lot of fans we talk to a lot of things and you know when i announced you were coming on one of my friends jesse hi jesse um was very excited and he has listened he said to underneath the stars every day since it came out oh, and uh can you talk about that song i mean that song's um, i mean some some of these songs were not singles like looking in i mean miss you most at christmas time is one of my favorite songs of all time i love it so oh, much yeah, forever it's, is beautiful i mean There's and so stuff, can yeah. you talk about underneath the stars for jesse underneath a little the stars, bit yeah it was it was a little bit of a um a, a, a moment where Mariah and I were talking about doing something that's really kind of old school R&B and and uh, I'm usually a piano player and on that song I went to a, a, a Rhodes a mm-hmm. Fender Rhodes which is an electric piano sound and I was just playing around with these grooves and this little you know R&B smooth sort of little thing and I stumbled upon that chord progression and she started going mm, that's cool you know and and, and and it was it was just an easy again an easy yeah. thing that just just happened very it. very quickly. How was her voice then? Like, what did it sound like when you guys were just messing around? Well, Mariah's voice has always been to me you know, like the, the the best. I mean, she's you know she has so much music inside of her, and just having that one voice, this spectacular Mariah Carey voice, wasn't even enough. I mean, she. It's hard to explain, but she's really the only songwriter, producer, artist, singer of that success and, you know, that yeah. caliber, that caliber and that amount of music yeah. for all of those years. And I, I know there's other famous, you know, artists. There's Madonna, of course, but, you know, and it's other, different, you know, it's different, but it, it's different. Yeah. And it, it because a lot of a lot of them don't write every song and, and you know. Yeah. produce and, and all that stuff. So Mariah, well, well, and Mariah, more musician, you know, a vocalist, I should say, whereas somebody like Madonna is performer and there's a lot yeah. else. But yeah. Mariah, and, and that's Barbara, I, yeah. just vocalist. Yeah, and that's what Celine. I've always sort of I, I admired more of the woman who, or man, who concentrates on their art and not the song and dance. Right. You know, just <laughs> literally. Well, we know like, she can dance. You know, y'all would agree with that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, so not her forte. So the last thing you did with her was lead the way. Is that right? With um, the glitter the movie. Glitter. Yeah, the glitter soundtrack. The glitter. Yeah, I love that song too. Yeah, that's oh, a good song. Is that was that the last time you guys I think worked that together? Was the last, no, right. actually, no. Oh no, the last time Mariah and I worked together was on the album that is called Butterfly. And I think the, oh, butterf- the butterfly songs, including I butterfly. I thought glitter was after that. Am I wrong? Well, it was, that. but it was pulled from a from a, oh. a an earlier place. Yes, oh. but I was actually in the studio in at the Hit Factory in New York. Yeah, and we were mid album. Wow, and we had this big fight. Uh oh, oh row. really <laughs> stupid fight. Um, oh man, and. 
actually, when I listened this to this, is the during the butterfly yeah. uh, recording. So she so spread her wings and began to fly? Yeah, well, she flew and I was still, you know, holding the cocoon shells or whatever. Oh. Oh. No, but he the was thing, giving his all. But what happened was, is when I hear that album, it's unfinished. Like it's an unfinished. I can album. agree oh, with that. There, that. Are there are some songs. There are snares missing and strings missing. And we did this one song that I wanted it to be the most beautiful, the most the most symphonic, the most Romeo and Juliet song of all, which is whenever I whenever you call. Yeah, that's to me that was my favorite. So good. And I never got a chance to finish it. And my all oh. didn't get fin- none of those songs. My all finished. is one of the best songs of all time. I'm sorry. But I don't care if it's unfinished. It's so good, Walter. So that's kidding. My, my all did not get finished. Uh, uh, I, I don't care. It's so good. <laughs> my all did not get okay, finished. So okay. So there go was a fallout. Yeah, no, Rumors no. of the fallout re- are regarding her ex-husband. Things like that. Does that the, have anything to do with it? The fallout was because her personal life was coming. Her personal life and her marriage with her husband were was coming to an, a screeching halt. Wow. And they were having a horrible time and he unfortunately and fortunately was my boss and the head of the company that I had an exclusive contract with. Oh wow. So when you have a very very emotional and very passionate woman who wants to take the the people that are supposed to be her friends and her family and her support and most certainly her producer and her songwriting partner. Well, songwriting with, uh, you know, co-songwriting is a vulnerable place, I think. It is. Actually, it's very, very true. You have to be in a very special place with sure. somebody. So she was very, very adamant that we were all going to go, yep, yeah, you're right. We're all done with Tommy and you sort of choose sides. Him. You got to choose sides. And I oh. couldn't. And I had a contract that I, yeah. and I was just like, Mariah, I can't. I, ca- I can't. So have you guys spoken since? You know, um, uh, no. But what, there was rumors last year that you were going to work there, there was. again. And, and there, I'll tell you where those rumors came from. Okay. Um, Mariah was uh, very uh, kind enough to say to a very dear friend of mine that still had a very big role in her life was is Randy Jackson. Yeah. And Randy Jackson told me. Yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, Randy. Um, hey, Randy. That there was, there was a good, sh- supposedly a good shot that I was going to be asked to co-write with her for this last album that came out. And I was very excited about it. And so I, you, that's something you would be open to the possibility of. I would do it in a second. Yeah. I think Mariah Carey and I would write like five albums of I just, just be crazy, there. crazy songs. You know, Amazing. Have like, you listened to her music since then? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I listen to everything and I listen to her music. Uh, I know Mariah. I know where, where her... You know, she's split in two. She's, yeah. She has this commercial, you know, edgy, I want to be on top of the charts. I want to do what all the mainstream, you know, every, all the young kids are doing. But and there's a real talent behind that. Stuff going on. But with you, she had both. She was on top of the charts and yeah. she was making great music yeah. 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 at that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, like, just my opinion, like the progression of her voice is not good. I, I mean... Well, let me say that I think she still has a very beautiful voice in a lower register. And then she does, you know, they do the auto-tune tricks where it's like the really high stuff. Um, but that that's not to me what she sounds like. I've seen some live stuff of hers recently, and her voice is still pretty. Um, I really want, I would really love for you guys to work together again. Uh, I would love it, too. Thank All right. You. you hear that, Mariah? I know she listens to this show. So there you go. Um, and then then Celine comes along. And you win a Grammy for producing My Heart Will Go On. Yeah, and I, then a Canadian comes along. 
with the strength yeah, to then, carry on. You know, it's so funny. Katie and I were in Seattle a couple of days ago, literally, and we were taking a ferry to. Uh, What'd you call me? Just no, we're taking a <laughs> boat kidding. called a ferry. <laughs> Isn't that what the boat's called? Yes. <laughs> so, and we were walking down this, uh, you know, boat corridor, and it looked exactly like the Titanic. Oh, oh no. no! And I started singing. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I'll never let go, and Jack. We started laughing. And, and, uh, well, you know, Celine and I have this uh, past that we started off a long time ago before she was, you know, the Celine Dion. Yeah. We did a song. The greatest singer in the world. The greatest singer <laughs> in, in the world. world. <laughs> uh, we did a song. I did a song called Beauty and the Beast, which. Oh, that was, little ditty? Oh, <laughs> that little jingle? Yeah. And it was, it was very, very helpful <laughs> to both of our careers. And we stayed, you know, very, uh, you know, connected and we worked all the time on yeah. a lot of different things. And that song came up. Um, I think it was the record company who chose it and they had this little secret mission that it was going to be in this movie and nobody needed to know about it until it, it need, and it was crazy because lo and behold we were in New York doing a Celine Dion Barbara Streisand duet tell, tell him. him tell him that I <laughs> co-wrote and co-produced David Foster so at the moment we were supposed to be in New York doing that Grammy performance of tell him yeah Barbara got very ill. I remember that. Celine oh, came out right. and sang something herself. That's right. Yeah. And so wow. we, we were left going, what are we going to do? And then somebody raised their hand at the meeting and said, well, why don't we do My Titan. Heart Will Go On, the Titanic song? And everybody was like going, no, because it's not out yet. And it's too soon. And everyone's going to know about it. It's going to be a big surprise, you know, spoiler. And, and she goes, yeah, let's do it. So I, I literally called 50 or 60 people in who were on the record with Nice. Us. And everybody went to New York, and we rehearsed it like for one wow. one day or one hour. I She's can't a pro, Celine. Yeah. Though I gotta say, like everybody loves her. So first tell, of all. tell them we've seen her. So we've in seen Vegas. the new the new Celine's show like four times, and <laughs> everyone loves her. Like all all of the ushers, the bartenders, the staff, say what a performer the musicians. She is. Yeah. I would say the show, like in my personal opinion, I'd say it's about seventy five percent sung live. I, I would and say probably more ninety percent. We really? sat we sat in the front row, and we could hear her I can actual hear her, but actual I would vocals. Say, I, she, I mean, I she is 75. one of the few who really, truly, and it's hard because she does a lot of shows. Yes, she yes. Um, I know singers who, uh, like Broadway singers, they sing a oh lot. Oh my God, our friend Eden Espinosa, like, who we were talking oh about my God, before. They do like Eight three shows, shows 14 shows it's crazy. a week, With this really de- uh, grueling vocal uh, demand. Yeah. It's crazy. And, uh, and, you know, there was a singer we were just talking about who w- wouldn't do that. Mariah yeah. used to sing. Uh, like every other day or every three days on right. tour, you know, because of the vocal cords and the demand. But I can see how if you're doing extreme singing that you can really, really, but Celine does too. extreme singing. She does. She does it every night. She does, does, but there's something she does that I don't think Mariah does. I, I feel like Celine, that I, this is just an opinion too, like I feel like Celine really takes care of herself. Celine, I think she's Celine, very take, much takes care of herself, and I don't feel very, the same very, about Mariah. Yeah, you're very right, but you know who are we to judge? Oh, I'm not right. judging. I'm you just know, saying. Like, I, I, but me, I, I I know exactly what you mean. Celine yeah. won't talk for two weeks. Right. right. I mean, she'll drink tea. And Most, she'll you should, you should try that. Most, no, that's for what I'm singing. Saying. I think you should try that. <laughs> Whatever. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not dissing Mariah. Mariah's an amazing singer. I'm saying I don't feel like I feel like Celine. Like literally, she won't talk, and she won't. Yeah. She also won't leave Vegas. Um, 
during breaks. Yes. Ju- she had a studio to- built for a stage built for her. It has that ventilation or you know humidity. But so she doesn't have to acclimate her. to the climate yeah. again. She won't leave Vegas. But she's a, she's a pro. Yeah. Well, so Walter, like with something like my heart, my heart, my heart will go on. Does <laughs> um do you did you have any idea it would be that big of a hit? No. When we were doing it, we we all came pretty much unanimously to know that. This was not the greatest song in the world. I mean, it was, wait, wait, my heart will go on. Yeah. You didn't think it was the greatest no, I song. I didn't. I didn't like it at all. And number one, <laughs> number two, it was so slow and so, you know, just you looking at your watch. Treacly. And so, but I had my. I I always wanted to make like the biggest or the best out of something. Sure. So we took this little piano part that. What's the guy's name? Uh, who wrote it? James Horner. James Horner. Yeah, <laughs> James Horner uh, sent me this little piano. To me, part. you just wrote everything, so I don't. Know. <laughs> no, he said, sent me the little piano right. part with with uh, Celine's little rough de- little demo vocal on it that they did, and I took it and I put it into that hundred piece, you know, with the whole big thing, and after I did that, I said, you know, that's pretty good. It's it's actually right. really really good. Now. It's still, I didn't think it was one of those songs you're just going to put out and it's going to be a hit. And I really didn't think it was going to be anything short of when the movie did come out and, and it became right. that big of a hit. Meanwhile, it's still on the charts, We're all right? patting ourselves <laughs> yeah. on the back. Right. All I knew was going to be a hit. <laughs> no, nobody knew. What, what was your thought about your other other like hit that's still the longest-running number one on Billboard? One Sweet Day. Do you know how many weeks at number one? Uh, no. Polly, do you? 17? Uh, yeah. No, I don't know, but I know that it's no, it's more than seventeen because it wasn't. Was it beat by? Was it beat by? I will always love you. Uh, at, no, no, this was this was afterwards. Was, so it was thirty six. It was it was sixteen weeks. But 16? this is this is a single sixteen weeks. Did you have any idea that once we day would oh, be that big? No, that that's crazy. That's sixteen crazy. weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Jeez. Um, I had Billboard isn't the same now as it was. I had either. very little to do with what other music people do with their spare time which is they study the charts and they make billboard and you know and they're he just into, wants to work you know, he just into, wants to keep writing great music all of that you know hustle and bustle you know like my friends like diane warren and people like that are all they're all very very on top you know it's like playing the stock market you know they're, sure. they're very very knowledgeable and they know every single a it's about numbers guy, and, and they know yeah. everybody and they call them <laughs> I've never done that i, I could care less i mean yeah. seriously and that's probably my my biggest fault is that I'll meet people that I should know, and I'll just go. But it might be your best yeah. attribute as well, because you want to just make good music. Yeah, yeah so. that's your focus. Uh, but it, uh, you know, it obviously became you know Celine's signature song, signature. and uh, you won Grammys. Are, are are awards important to you? You know, at one time I I looked at the Grammys, and as life goes on, you know, things change. You know, the the world becomes a, a little bit of a different place. I think that the Grammy awards aren't exactly what they used to be. Because, mind you, the Grammy Awards are supposed to be all of the members of NARIS who are all musicians and producers. And, you know, we're all like in this big tribe of, you know, (laughs) music making, you know, creative people. That's Um, National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. And and at at one time it took that and those people to make anyone get a Grammy. Right. Nowadays, anybody can be a NARIS. I mean, seriously, I remember like the Valet Parker at Sony Studios (laughs) was a member of NARIS. No, every secretary, every, you know, 
person in in the building is a is a member of Naris. So it's gotten very political. Sure. And it's really really you could buy your votes and you can go PR Ugh. it to death and yeah. And it's not the same thing anymore. And second to that is I don't think that it's been fair to every genre of music and every you know part of what used to be the Grammys sacred you know, noble institution. I used to see young musicians on the Grammy Awards and classical musicians on the Grammy Awards, and it was a, a potpourri of what the Grammy Awards now are. Now it's all pop. Now it's like it starts with Justin Timberlake and ends with Rihanna. Lady Gaga, and yeah. It's like, you know, oh, the show itself yeah, is show. Be- it's just a, it's an award show yeah, with just, just, with um, it's performances. Become, it's Kurt become Kurt like X. the American Music Awards. Totally, you know, oh, completely, like yeah. Um, how okay? We talked about auto tune and things like that. What do you feel like the current trends are in music? Well, right now, my... my uh, Katie asked me this oh, the yeah. last time she was on the show, by the way. Oh, cool. What did yeah. you say? I said I think it's big band. Um, not not the Justin Timberlake, Robin Thicke stuff, um, but I think like female, uh-huh. female big band. We have a very good friend who's been on the show, Mel Collins, and she... Oh. Um, she's just you mean this big band jazzy like Blue big band Blade? jazzy but in a, in a modern sort of, like a, with a modern twist and she's she's kind of she kind of like rivals the legends like Ella and Billy mm. but there's a modern twist to her stuff and I really feel like that's going to be the next wave but I hope so I hope me too from, from your mouth to God's ear but I'm working with one of the great singers right now Brenna Whitaker and she's a jazz R and B we met her at Leslie Odom Jr.'s show yes yeah she's uh, she, we're doing just that. So, oh great! But I think in pop music we're we're going retro. We're going backwards. Me too. We're Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. And, you know, Sister Sledge and all the all the good stuff. So, because when you hear Nile Rodgers, you know, strumming on on the on the Daft Punk stuff, and you, everyone's going off into that sort of funky. I get so happy. Old school. I <laughs> I'm love so that. happy you're saying that because like. Uh, okay, so my next like the questions I'm looking at, they say this. They say, is it sick? They I wrote, is it cyclical? Like is is so. the music industry cyclical? Are we reverting back to a pen on paper type of? It's just atmosphere. hard to come up with new things. There's there's only so much. There's only so many chemicals. There's only so many notes. So many you know uh, emotions and so many things and rhymes and words. Yeah, you know, we, we're gonna run out at some point, and we have to go and keep making it. So we regurgitate something, and then we we piecemeal it and patch it up. And so I think right now, after all the clubby techno right you know uh stuff that's you know the dj stuff that's gone down it's going back to real music i think i'm enjoying hearing musicians again yes drummers and bass players and guitar players and horn sections i love that and real real background singing and not real background singing i'm so excited right now there are almost some singer songwriters out on the charts right now like Lord, I don't know if you've heard that song Royals. That yeah. sounds like a very singer songwriter. Yeah, it does. It, it's not the techno, you exactly. know, dance music pop. It's almost like it came out of like Lion King. Yeah, totally. or twenty years ago, Lilith Fair even. even. Though, yeah, and, and you know yeah. there are some artists now that I love. Like I love Kelly Clarkson right now. She's so good. Yeah. Um, who are we just talking about? That like really, uh, I don't remember, but. Just, Everyone's talking about that new girl. Ariana Grande? Yeah, Ariana oh, that's Grande. what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. We've had our brother Frankie on the show, and everyone's comparing her to early Mariah. I think they have a similar Everyone sound. does that. And if everyone know, with me, if I'm around and pro people start talking about Mariah, I'll always be, hey, Walter, let's get, you know, join in the conversation. Right. Um, but again, I was asked by my friend Babyface, uh, that who got his star on the Walk of Fame today? Today, yes, yeah, congratulations! And, but Kenneth. he knows he's a smart guy. He says, "You know what? I'm I'm working with Ariana Grande, and I want to get that magic Mariah oh, song." Please, so Walter, why don't we write something? And I'll. I, Would you do? Are it? you Are you going to work with Ariana? 
I'm I'm gonna write for Aria. I oh want to produce God. her if she will have me. Yeah. I don't even know if she knows who if I she am would or have anything. You. Right, right. You know, rumor her, rumor has it that her favorite songs are Mariah songs. Oh, I could see, I that. Can see that. Her well, influences are so. Aside apparent. from me, who would you? Who else would you like to write with? <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I, hard I'm, question. I'm right now. My my favorite music right now uh, to write is Broadway, sort of, and film. Compo- composing for film, yeah. sure. and we're writing uh, Idina Menzel and I. And, oh, she's uh, been on the show. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. She and I and Charlie Midnight are writing, and uh, Tina Landau are writing a musical for stage. A stage wow, musical. big time! Yeah, and that's great. So, and it's taken my um, know-how and putting it to a test. I mean, it's really hard. I right. love it. It's really hard. So oh, that's, that's wonderful. So impressed. I, I want to talk a little about, okay, so that's what's next for you. Uh, Monks has a little game for us. We have a few more minutes. All right. And, uh, so, so we're going to play a game and our audience can play along at home. So this is called Follow the Lyrics. Welcome to our Follow the Lyrics game on the Polly and Monk Show. The only thing to remember is I am Ed Marco, the Follow the Lyrics headline master, and Follow the Lyrics master is always right. Walter, you've written and produced some of the biggest hits in the last 30 years. Polly, you're a music lyrics savant. <laughs> Does that mean I'm, like, autistic? Totally freaking out. You're special. Be. I will I say one of the lyrics of one of the Walter A. catalog. When it is your turn, your job will be to say the lyric that follows. Oh. Oh, He's got his game face on. <laughs> I only usually say this in my personal life, but you're going down. Good good luck and have fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so here we go. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Polly. Okay. And the sorrow that you know. What's the line after that? Will melt away. All right. So that's from Hero <laughs> and the sorrow that you know. This is also from Hero. So, Walter, if you search within yourself, you'll find heartburn. Isn't it uh, sorry. Within your... That's close. <laughs> if you search it's, within yourself. It's search within your soul. Oh, search within your soul. Ah, uh, see, I knew it. So that okay. threw me off. Okay, so go ahead. If you search within your soul. I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't let go. <laughs> good yes, try. Good try. And, and the emptiness you felt will disappear. Oh, All right. We're, we're going to switch. We're going to switch songs here. Uh, Polly. Okay. A dazzling place I never knew. Oh, Walter, well, jump here if you want. Well, here's the difference. In the in the <laughs> in the um, movie version, it's but when I'm way up here. But in the version that Walter did with Regina Bell and Peebo Bryson, it's but now from way up here, right? All right, so you got you got from it. Way up here. Okay, Walter, your line is I can't go back to where I used to be. Wait, Same song. What comes after that? What's, what song fair. is that? What song is that? He just asked. <laughs> what are, I'm sorry. He, he just go, asked. I can't go back to where to where I, I used, used to be. be. I yeah. can't go back to, to where, where uh, to where I used to be. Oh, uh, you got it. Yeah, you a got whole it. New, a whole new world. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay. I the love ne- this. The next song. Last one. Here, here are the lyrics. Ready? Okay. Go. Yeah. What? You said it? Go? Oh, that was a Kenny G song. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this is smart right now. <laughs> All right. The lyrics. Fe- uh, Polly, feeling and knowing you hear me. Feeling. It's feeling, comma, knowing, but that's okay. Knowing you hear me. You got it. What's keeps the next me alive. Good. It keeps me alive. Walter, alive. do you know your song yet? No. Oh, I know what song that is. Okay, so same song. Walter, I'll always look to a brighter day. What's the next line? Mm-hmm. I'll, always, I'll look always look to, to a brighter, brighter day. day. <laughs> um, 
You know I, what? Katie is going to kill me. <laughs> oh, Katie. Katie and Polly are twins. Every, every they, song. Right. They, they we went to every, karaoke with Katie. They knew like, oh, oh, it was it was ridiculous. But you know what? I stumped Katie the other How? day for the Tell first us. time in nine years. Tell us. She didn't know a song that was playing on the radio in Seattle, and it was a Led Zeppelin song. Oh, and she goes, oh my God. What is this? And I went, Oh my gosh, you didn't know it. I didn't even know it. That's what, awesome. I, I just know it was Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Uh, okay, so. The line was, Lord, I know when I lay me down to sleep. Lord, I know. Yeah. So when we all four <laughs> go to dinner and stuff, like, I'm the Katie in this relationship. And There's two Katies. Walter and I will, like, go and hang out and yeah, emote. You guys You go two can see talk and Walter. do your, your Thank lyrics. you so much for being here. Oh my it gosh. Is, thank you guys. I can't. Will you You're come amazing. back? Anytime. Oh, I mean, we haven't even I hit the friend. I, we haven't even tapped into all of the. I know. We had, there were so I'm many so things upset. we wanted to talk about oh, we didn't about get anybody. to. There's so many I, I kept looking at the time. I was like, uh-oh, we, we got to wrap up. For everything Walter Afanasieff, am I saying your last name right? Perfectly. Afanasieff, go to WalterAfanasieff.com. That's Walter, A-F-A-N-S-I-E-F-F, boom, And we have one of his buddies next week. Darren, Darren Hayes, Hayes is coming on Who says he week. misses you and he loves you. Oh he misses you. And, and he, he says lives- working with you is like literally working with Platinum. <laughs> one of the greatest albums I've ever worked on and it was spin. I'm Darren so excited. I can't wait. Um, it's It has been such an honor to um, I'm talk humbled. with you. I don't want to leave. I, I'm super humbled. I don't want you to leave. Wait, you you can't over? let go, Walter? Promise, promise it's you'll come over? back. You we, got, we, got you come feeling, back. we got you feeling emotions. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also follow us at Pauline Monks on Twitter. You can follow Walter W. Afanasiev on Twitter. We are uh, Pauline Monks and you can see us every Thursday. And Walter has a new out. track on the new Celine album. Coming out soon. Your girl. Always be your girl on the new Celine. Celine hey. fucking Dion, dude. Hey, I didn't wait. Can I go? Yeah. Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> he said fuck. You guys, check I, out our friend I Milan. Swore on Nashville. We didn't get to our, our hit of the week, but it's our friend Milan Breton who's opening LA Fashion Week this, this week. Sunday. Go check him out. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Developers, 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 developers.